It's great to be with you all again. I'm George Parrott with CMM Christ Mandate for Missions, and we have a special guest to here today with us from uh, Dominican Republic, a dear brother, a fellow CMM ordained minister, uh, Fernando Figueroa. And welcome, Fernando. Great to see you again, brother. Thank you. Thank Bless you. Pleasure. You're, you're on the front lines, and Fernando is involved in rescuing human trafficking victims in Dominican Republic and other countries as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, Fernando, but your ministry is the only one that's approved by the federal government and the police and the military for investigation, research, and leading to the arrest and prosecution of uh, crime lords. Is that correct? Yes, the first registered um, nonprofit that does all forms of human trafficking. Normally, the nonprofits that were there before are, are there now for children, you know, rescuing children. Um, but I always thought, what about the adults? What about the other forms of human trafficking? So that's why I started ATB in 2017. And that stands for Anti-Trafficking Trafficking Bureau. Correct. Right. And uh, how long have you been uh, doing this type of work, Fernando? Uh, from 2017 to now, I believe it's seven years or eight years. I lost my math uh, during COVID time. So I just lost a year or two, but I think seven years. Wonderful. And what was your background prior to this? You you are going this weekend to get your um, 10th degree black belt. What other types of martial arts do you have training in? And where have you done it? And what military um, um, parties have you done that with? I trained around the world. Um, been training since stage of 12 or 13. Um, traditional martial arts was like Kung Fu and Taekwondo. So I started training um, hand-to-hand combat, which is the military terminology of uh, martial arts. It's more close um, combatives. And from there, everyone around the world started training. Like my vacation was to go train. So did it for me. I didn't know I was going to be an instructor. Um, but now that's what I uh, basically eat, you know, during training other uh, law enforcement, militaries from around the world, in the Colombia, Ecuador, Dominican Republic, Special Forces. I'm active um, police officer right now in Dominican Republic, assigned to the SWAT unit, and um, that's where I do most of my give most of my trainings. Wow! Thank you so much for your service and and your courage. Just amazing how creative you are, and and you know we're all encouraging our our missionaries and ministers to uh, really seek the Lord listen to the Holy Spirit and obey on creative ideas. And so you have been shown by the Lord to use training in martial arts to help fund your ministry. Is that correct? Can you tell us a little more about that? Yes. I also started uh, Martial Artists Against Trafficking two years ago. That is not a nonprofit. That's basically a membership-based organization. I train martial artists how to see the signs of human trafficking, and also there's another level for them to teach in their communities um, so other people can be able to see or learn how what are the signs of human trafficking so they can report it to their local law enforcement or to Homeland Security. Yes, thank you. Um, we have worked in, in many other countries, um, notably recently in Afghanistan and other Asian countries to rescue um, uh, slaves from Afghanistan, bringing them hope and restoration, comfort, trauma, counseling, recovery. Um, also in Pakistan, we've rescued hundreds of entire families that were sold in slavery over debt, working in brick kiln factories. And um, I could 
share on and on many testimonies about the tragedy of what it is in, uh, to be a slave. And we pray that none of us ever have to hear that, but our heart goes out to those who have suffered that um, trauma. And uh, Fernando, tell us a little bit about what you do to help uh, once they're rescued with uh, trauma recovery and restoration of their lives and their purpose or vocational training. How does that work? Well, yeah. You use the word once they're rescued, but in reality, the real rescue is during that process. You can physically take them out of that environment, but the rescue is not started yet until um, you dig deep into their to their psyche, their their, their mental aspect. Um, and it takes a while. It takes compassion, love, and patience. A lot of patients, um, they, most of them don't see themselves as victims. They need to first victims in order to start the start the healing process mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of have the same pillars as domestic violence that they think is their fault or you know it's stupid because i fell into this so you know we need to let them know first that they are victims not their fault and that from there the healing process starts it's different from it's different from everybody uh one can get healed mentally sooner than others other takes years um so and it's a tough process. It's really, really? Uh, tough. I mean, I don't do it personally, but I have a victim service coordinator that she's qualified to do it. Um, and it takes time. Yes, yes. So um, are the, the victims that you rescue, are they equally male and female or mostly female, some male? And how many are children or underage minors? Yeah, there's uh, children, that very, very little males. Um, we, it's the, the males that we rescue, normally it's from uh, smuggling, human uh, smuggling, because there's a difference between trafficking and smuggling. Um, smuggling can become trafficking, but um, most are females, adults, um, they're doing, but it's not um, the majority, as other uh, nonprofits tend to say it is. It's not the majority worldwide. Uh, so it's mostly either women for sexual exploitation or males for forced labors, mm-hmm. but you do have children some of them are used for sexual exploitation. Some of them are used for begging in the streets, and uh, we have all that. The, the one that haven't I haven't got a chance to touch as organ organ um, transplant. It's out there as well. Wow. Now in Dominican Republic, are most of the victims that you encounter or hear about are they native to the Dominican Republic, or are some brought in from other countries? And then, how many Dominican women or children? Are taken out of the country to go to another nation. When it's come with my, when it comes to minors or children, is native. When it comes to adults, uh, females, is from other countries, Colombia or Venezuela, that is coming into the Dominican Republic. And Dominicans, yes, they get trafficked to uh, places like Norway, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. Um, those places they do get traffic over there for the same reason, tra- thinking they're going to make more money and working on clubs or, or, or waitresses, and they uh, get um, deceptive um, deception and they get to those countries and are trafficked. Mm-hmm. And what was uh, your your first rescue? Well, my first rescue, without me knowing that this is what I was supposed to do, was my wife. And that's why, how I know about the mental aspect of the of the process because she's still there. Fourteen years later, she still has something. Uh, she does. She developed a mental illness called borderline, 
and um, it has to do more of like abandonment issues. So it's still there. It's not as strong as it was before, thank God. But it's I I don't know if it's whatever get healed or whatever. I believe in God for that. But it's a long process, and sometimes um, the victims, if they don't have a loving person by their side, it just it's worse. It takes longer to you know to heal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she was um, practically the first uh, wow. victim that I was able to rescue. And um, you have one child, is that right? No, five-year-old, yeah, right. five-year-old and seven-year-old boys. Great, wonderful. So pray for Fernando's family, for his wife's mm-hmm. little healing and recovery and their beautiful children. And uh, we ask you to pray and consider, if you want to know more, contact us here at the CMM office and pray about becoming a regular supporter. We're, we're praying and working together to build up a regular monthly support so that Fernando can reach and give hope and rescue even more people in the days ahead. And the Lord is opening doors for him in other countries. We introduced him to our good friends, Drs. Gustavo and Andrea Cadena in Ecuador. And you've been there three times so far? Yes. Yes. And working on getting um, recognized and and you work with the military and the police in Ecuador? Ecuador. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Train their special forces and their uh, special motor, the police motor, motorcycle unit. Yeah. And you taught uh, several classes in Ecuador, I'm sure in Dominican Republic too, in like women in self-defense, how they can protect themselves. Is that right? Yes. In Ecuador, I did. Dominican Republic, they're not too into it. <laughs> but um, yes, I did in Ecuador. They're very... Uh, the uh, very respect uh, re- receiving that type of training over there because they get mugged a lot. The, the, the women. Wow. So yeah, I do. So how many uh, women uh, attended in Ecuador those classes? Uh, the first time was like twenty something, and the second time was double that. And I think it was. That's such a great thing. Maybe uh, well, sometime we could bring a team to uh, DR for training, or you could do one here on one of your trips when you can stay longer because um, the world is. Uh, Becoming more unsafe, but we know, like in Isaiah 60, arise and shine for our light has come. And as um, darkness spreads across the earth like waters covers the sea, that it is our time. We were made for this time, and we have that victory in the resurrection life that we have in Jesus Christ to set the, the captives free. Um, so recently, a movie came out that we've all heard about. I don't know if everybody's seen it called The Sound of Freedom. And that was a great. Um, um, way for increasing awareness um, and getting um, better educated, the public that either were not knowing or denying that human trafficking was in their town. It's in every town. Unfortunately, there are more in human trafficking today than at any point in history of the earth. And it's great how much of it is being exposed and there is such corruption and um, as one of our friends said earlier, he'll be up here in a minute. We're going to have a roundtable of interviewers asking Fernando questions. Said that um, um, human trafficking is like second or third largest industry in the world, uh, just behind professional sports. So we need to pray for an end to this injustice to protect the children um, and the victims uh, of any age or gender. Um, and this movie, Sound of Freedom, uh, depicted rescue of a, a man who was a, a government agent, and he basically had to resign 
job with the government to be able to follow his heart and obey the Lord. And it was such a tragic of these two little children, a brother and sister, who were kidnapped, and the, the little boy was found first. Um, but then it was months later in a raid in Colombia when the sister was finally rescued. And um, it is important that the um, uh, awareness and the education go forth. CMM does offer in 15 different languages wholesome um, um, educational material, both in a Christian format and in a secular format that people can use. It's called FLY, and you can contact us and we can put you in touch with that organization, which is a great way to, to get into public and private schools, even civic groups, um, to raise awareness, to watch out for the pitfalls and the traps that can lead to um, being a slave. And you know, sometimes it's an offer of a job or going to a bigger city and in, in other areas and other nations where they can be promised a job, but then all it is is a trap to become a sex slave. And so we need to educate and um, train and prepare young children of all ages. It's a wholesome material that can be used. At, it's for different levels from K through 12, young adults. Um, and we encourage you to, to use that and help spread that out. This is something that you can do from right where you are to help save lives, protect lives, and help people fulfill the destiny the Lord created them for. So, uh, Fernando, what are your goals um, in the next one year or, or two or three years that you want to do to expand your ministry and your effectiveness and impact? Yeah, I would like to get two more investigators for Anti-Trafficking Bureau. Uh, thank God a uh, donor. Uh, now, I, I'm able to get two more besides the, the um, the one that I do have, I need two more so we can split the country for two here, two here, and two here because the general, attorney general's office, um, the federal agents on human trafficking is only five for the whole country. Wow. It's only five agents for the whole country. So we have, they say they're doing an investigation here, what's happening in the rest of the country. So that's where we fit in, but I need more investigators. <clears throat> I also want to spread to Colombia because the government is asking me for help. Um, and and the, the government for Panama is asking me for help, Trinidad Tobago. I mean, there's a lot of countries, even in Malaysia, they all asking for me to help. And why me? Because I know how to get the job done with low resources and low man and little manpower. Mm -hmm. You know, and when we don't have a big agency, and most of these countries don't have a big agency because human trafficking, even for the United States, even though human trafficking is old as as you know Genesis, but the concept is new. And all, all all governments around the world are still trying to understand the concept of what is human trafficking. You know, we have the general definition of it, but the concept in itself is still, you know, people are still on trying to understand it. And you mentioned the movie, uh, Sound of Freedom, even though most of it is uh, fiction, at least the awareness part or is the closest to what really happens. Um, because before that, the only movie maybe focal point that people know is the movie Taken and so this movie at least brought a little more reality to what is human trafficking um, but it's still more deeper than what the movie portrays. Yes so you plan on writing a book about this mm -hmm. at some point? Uh, yeah I mean I wrote a few articles for police uh, magazines on, on the cover operations and stuff like that but um, yeah in the near future well probably when I retire I'll, I'll write a book because there's so many stories victim stories that needs to be shared. Wow. 
And Fernando is a good author and a great graphic artist. He's done some graphics works for CMM and just really talent, multi-talented in many areas. And he's also written some books too. I read one on faith, which was really good, foundational, mm -hmm. fundamental, and very uh, uplifting for anyone. So if you want to uh, read his books, uh, contact the CMM office. We'll put you in touch with Fernando or, or get show you where you can purchase one. And um, let's see what I was going to ask you um, next, uh, <laughs> Fernando, is um, what is the monthly budget that you would like to have to hire two more investigators? Well, I pay my investigators $1,000 a month because it's on Dominican Republic, which in the U.S. is nothing but Dominican Republic. It would keep any investigator above, you know, above that, you know, be able to pay their house and stuff like that. Um, you need to pay them well, so they won't, um, how do I say, uh, double agent, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like uh, a lot of police officers in the DR, because they, police officers get paid anywhere from two to $400 a month. So that's right. why some of them, um, you know, work for the traffickers uh, or, you know, get corrupt. It's not 100% their fault. You know, you're risking your lives for no money, practically, you know. So I need to keep my investigators way above that so they will be sat satisfied and happy yeah. um, and do the, the you know, do the, the job well done. So my investigators, I would like to pay them $1,000 a month. Okay. Well, pray about that, those listeners and viewers, and you can make donations for Endo. Um, at cmm.world or you can contact the office and we could arrange a three-way call or a Zoom call with Fernando when he's back in the DR. Um, but we believe in a lot of accountability and wise stewardship. And we invite you to come with us to the DR so you can see firsthand how how your prayers and your, your investment of the Lord leads you. It's no compulsion to give just as the Holy Spirit leads to sow into this ministry to make a difference in saving and lives. Fernando, one last question. If you could share, if, if it's permissible, like what happens in, in um, uh, if you could use an example of one of the, the um, crimes or criminals that you investigated of how did you start, how did you go undercover without revealing anything uh, sensitive, but how did the process work and then what was the end result? Well, Almost 90% uh, of my proactive investigation, because you have um, uh, people that will call the tip line and they go straight to the attorney general's office and then we need to confirm. But most of it is proactive. It starts with what we call in this field, onset, which is open source intelligence. Um, my background is in, is in intelligence, so I use you know that with the investigation. So it starts with online, they, excuse me, they normally have catalogs of the women, I'm sorry, websites like in the U.S. had Craigslist at one point. Well, Craigslist shut down, but there's about 50 more that you guys don't know about. Some of the things are in the dark web. I, I searched the dark web um, a lot also for cases. So it starts there, and then I contact the trafficker with my U.S. WhatsApp number. And when they see it's coming from the U.S. or from another country, they just... <clears throat> give me all the information I need there. From that, we go, we bring it to the attorney general's office to get an undercover order, and then my undercovers go and start um, negotiating and getting everything filmed. We have to probably do that a couple of times with surveillance until the attorney general's um, prosecutor is satisfied that she's able to get the raid order, and then we go and do the rescue. 
may take days, may take months. Um, the last one that we did, um, not the last one, the one we, the biggest one that we did in August of last year was the rescue of 80 pre-Columbia uh, women, and that took 10 months of investigations. Wow, and it was successful in the end. It was successful. Um, fortunately, a lot of the traffickers were being set free because someone from the office made a mistake and put a couple of victims' names on the report, and it came out on the, online, so they were getting their life threatened. So a lot of the other females backed up with their testimony, uh-huh. but at least they're all out of the hands of those. Right. Now, these perpetrators, mm-hmm. these um, crime lords, um, are they Dominican mm-hmm. uh, natives, or are they from... Other countries, it could be mixed. Like this particular one that I was talking about, it was Dominican with um, Venezuelans, mm-hmm. the the traffickers, but the victims were Colombians. So, what other countries have mm-hmm. some of the traffickers, the crime lords, been from, for example? Well, I know that at one point we did we we do have the Russian mafia over there in the uh, in the north, south, east, west, but in Putacana area. Um, they had their grips there, so, um, but fortunately, a lot of, uh, from the government don't want to touch that area because of the violence, how violent they could be. Um, I've been in one, and, um, won't speak to it through here, but they have better firepower than the actual government, the military in the Dominican Republic. Wow. <laughs> well, lots to pray about. Uh, thank you so much, Fernando. We're going to take Uh, a very short break and be back with another uh, guest interviewer shortly. Yes, my name is uh, Stephen Williams. I'm part of CMM. Uh, uh, Very touched by Fernando's story and what God is doing through him. Uh, We've heard a lot about the physical aspects of what he does and uh, the little pieces to the puzzle there, but uh, there's also another part of this. Um, what God is putting in the heart, and I, I really believe that uh, there is a mandate that God has written on your heart. Um, I'll bring one scripture here that that fits, and it happens to be something that the Lord spoke. Okay, and it's the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart. There you go. And to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So, this deliverance mandate that God has put on your heart was in his heart when he came to this earth. And uh, I see a, a, a very powerful parallel there. Uh, so, um, Can you express uh, your uh, the mandate that God has given you in this in words that, that I am not able to? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, this God has His hand on this because, um, like, a person like me that grew up in the streets, um, you know, before I met. The, the pastor who actually rescued me from the street. I was actually homeless, used to live in, in great uh, yards in, in Nepraham. Um From a boy, I had nothing, and I still don't, but ATP right now doesn't even have an office in, in the Dominican public. We don't have a vehicle, and but we still 
do what we do. We stay on the front lines. We get the results, but it's all God because I'm not educated enough to run an NGO, a nonprofit. I'm president of ATV, but really, like, it's not my, you know, it's not me. If it was like, um, it's just God behind it. I just, this guy explains, it's just God behind it because I feel like I'm not that educated enough to run a nonprofit. Um, right now, I'm kind of wearing all the hats. I'm learning as I go. Um, compared to, you know, big name nonprofits, um, even the one that um, from the movie Sound of Freedom, it looks like they have their stuff together. But I'm as transparent and honest as it is when it comes to um, the rescues. And I never say no to a rescue. Um, some of some others, they just want like big name rescues or foreign rescues to um, resell to the donors because I call it re-victimizing the victim. When you know you have a rescue and then you go to the donor that rescue, let's say like I said, eighty, right? But you know what? I have the names of every of those girls, and more than half of them I know what they're doing now. You know, I follow up. You know, it's just like in Christianity, you do an altar call and you don't follow up. Then what was that altar call about? You know, you need to follow up to see if that person is still, you know, in, in line of or still following Christ or what can you do to help? Um, but this is all God. God has his family all over the place in, in, in anti-trafficking bureau because, like I said, it, me running a, a nonprofit and for me, it's a successful nonprofit in, as, as, as it goes, but it's um pure God, pure God. Amen, amen. I know you've uh, focused a lot on your martial arts, and I'm sure this gives you a certain layer of confidence. But spiritually, God is the one that's putting it together. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Okay, uh, there was another scripture that I had here that um, relates to. Uh, and it was spoken before. Uh, it's Isaiah 60. It says, Arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, Fernando, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Uh, have you noticed uh, the darkness becoming worse? Or better? Is there any kind of uh, connection there with uh, what we see in, in the rest of this world lately? For me, I see that the darkness is it's uh, growing, especially in the west side of the world. Um, forgive me, everybody, because I say how it is. Um, I'm like uh, probably a, a couple of notches lower than Donald Trump, and as far as just say the stuff without thinking, but um. Uh, the church is very lax in the western side of the world. In the eastern side of the world, you'll see revival. You hear about revivals, but in the western side of the world, um, we're just seat warmers, basically. Um, and the New Testament, especially the, the 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 letters of Paul, it's he speaks military terminology. If you read the original Greek, but we're acting non-military, you know, um, the body of God is supposed to be more military than, than just civilians, right? And we are foreigners, like in, in Dominican Republic, they, they treat Haitians badly. The U.S. treats like Mexican, you know, if you're a foreigner in a country, normally you're not wanted. We are foreigners in this world, so we're wanted. You know, we're not wanted. They treat us, the, the world to treat us, you know, 
you're not wanted. We don't want to hear you, especially nowadays that you're preaching. You could probably you could actually get arrested for preaching, you know. So, but we not we're not supposed to um give up, you know. So we supposed to be like the front line. Now, I'm not saying everybody's supposed to be like me, actually in in the in the battle. Because in military you have cooks, you have you know administrators, person. You need all that for the military to work. But we have li very little laborers, you know, li very little frontline soldiers in the, in the fight. And um, I just need the Christian people to wake up. You know, this is this is a war. This is a battle. Not only human trafficking, just you know, period. You have the war in Ukraine, but you also have a war in your own backyard. You know, you, you have people. Um, to save there as well, you know what I mean? I mean, people think of um, being a missionary automatically, you know, you have to go to another part of the world, no, unless you can go to your to, to the city of your town and, and be a missionary, you know, there's a Ukraine there, you know what I'm saying? So just need Christians to wake up, um, don't be a seat warmer, get out, the, you know, the church really not supposed to be in full walls. So, you know, just get out there and, and do what you need to do. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, the third uh, verse I'd like to bring out here uh, deals with God's character in, uh, in us, and uh, it's in Isaiah 59. <laughs> uh, something about Isaiah that uh, he really has a lot of this covered. Yes. Um, the verse is uh, uh, verse 19. It says, uh, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. And that's the other aspect. You see this darkness covering the face of the earth, but the Lord doesn't just play dead. So have you seen this in your life? And yeah, I see converted through my victim service coordinator. She is a Christian. And I chose her, not for much of her background, but her sister was a victim of trafficking. She got trafficked from the Dominican Republic to Italy, and they didn't know how to rescue her. So when they asked me, literally, if you do read my WhatsApp message and the newspaper the next day, I was able to send the information for her to, for them to rescue her. She still doesn't, and this is like three years ago, and she still doesn't come out of her room. So, you know, the, but her sister i knew was going to do um uh i could say help for her sister she's going to help other victims the way her sister did not get that help from psychologists or whatever in italy so i chose her and she doesn't let these victims go she calls them she preaches to them and not only preach but they need food she tells me i send the money because you know your your words will be empty if their stomach is empty. You know what I mean. So you know Jesus always fed the person first and then preach. You know we tend to have the other around, but so a lot of them does convert and they want to help now other victims. So it's like pay forward. You know what I mean. And um, you speaking about Isaiah in the same Isaiah when he talked about the true fast. What did he talk about? The same right. thing that I'm doing. You know so. People again, and again, I apologize because I get frustrated sometimes, and mm -hmm. you know my New York thing is coming out now. So, <laughs> but uh, she tends to put rites and rituals in Christianity, and they were like fasting, and you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, even uh, prayer visuals, and all that is super great. 
but the true fast that God chose, you know, they, they don't tend to do. And the, the main the main theme of Jesus is love. But there I do all these other, like, you know, rituals or whatever to, <clears throat> for I don't know what reason, the last thing they do is love, you know. And I, 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 if you're rescuing someone, you don't know, sacrificing your life to someone, you don't know. And some of them even curse you out. Some of these victims will curse me out. They will try to stab you, whatever, because they feel like you're taking them out of where they're making money. That's love, you know? And then the aftercare process was just the hardest part. It will suck you dry because it has to, with me, you know, you have to have love. You know what I mean? So um, I, I do see changes with a lot of these victims uh, when we do the rescue the light as you as you say yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you can see that it takes that unconditional love yes, yes. absolutely where yeah you're not appreciated but yeah. yeah uh well how can we help you in in the spiritual one we, we talked about uh supporting them in prayer um yes. but there's somehow i get a feeling there's more to it than that so is there other ways we can support you? Prayer is very important because I do, we do, when I say I, I mean my team, I just don't mention them because, you know, a lot of them are on the cover. Um, we do get in danger a lot. Uh, one, of, one of them, I would say, because it's out in the public anyways, um, two of his girls, he, this guy was a drug kingpin, a very big drug kingpin. He used to work for Chavo Guzman and um he had everybody in his pocket, including the attorney generals of the Dominican Republic at that time. He's in jail, the attorney general um, now, but he had everybody in his pocket. Two of his victims escaped from the club and no one wanted to help them out because they know where he they came out from. So who do you think they called? Crazy Fernando, right? So they called me and I housed them for two weeks. They were looking for me and him. Uh, and the two victims, uh, his uh, assassins, but God intervened when the U.S. government, not based on that case, but the U.S. government wanted him for drug trafficking in the U.S., they placed the Kingpin Act on Cesar, their abuser. From there, when they placed the Kingpin Act, everybody in the Dominican Republic that was protecting him that uh, just took the hand, they wasn't protecting him anymore. So he stopped looking for me and and he went to hit to Colombia, and all his places got hit and it's confiscated by the U.S. government. But that was God, you know, because it wasn't for those two victims; it was for the for the drugs. But it's happened. The time it was just perfect because he would eventually find me. You know, he has everybody in his pocket. So I, 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 protection is very needed. Prayers are very needed. And like I hate talking about money, but money is what makes the world go round. It's needed because this is. A money, a money issue. Uh, human traffickers do it for money. Um, this cost. When I go and speak or try to get information from a girl, I have to pay the the, the time, um, the gas, the hotels, the the whole undercover uh, spectrum of it. Um, it just and the aftercare with the victims. You have to the, the medical. You know, pay the medical psychologists. Um, sometimes when they're done with the investigation, we fly them back home if they want to go back depending and uh so support of that and um if you guys want to see it firsthand i can use you as bait 
uh, as an undercover operation, you don't need any experience, just be yourself. And um, you don't have to sleep with the victim, nothing like that. I'll, I'll explain how to do it and everything. Um, I'll play my role and, and I'll explain if you want to experience it, I'll just say you, you can as well. Okay, all right. Well, we will obviously keep you in prayer because, uh, you know, I can only imagine the kind of things that would happen if God wasn't covering us. So we, we really appreciate you. So, thank you, brother. Thank you.